0: Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast
1: <laughs> and I performed in a production with Mariah Carey and Debbie Gibson. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Very believable. It, it didn't take
2: that long though this time. No, it in, didn't. In her defense. She yeah. she got it out there within the first five minutes. So <laughs> that's good. Did you know then oh. that they were gonna be superstars?
1: Um, you know, they were really, really good.
2: Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the
0: WTFC Podcast Network.
1: Wait, wait, what? which podcast is this?
2: Uh, hey, Chuck. Tiny Chuck.
1: What? Hey. Hey, I think I'm on the wrong channel. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> channel. Chuck, let's just start it <laughs> off. Plug your podcast, Chuck. Yeah, come on. Get on over there and listen to the Upset Special Podcast.
2: <laughs> and we open it just like that, Littles. And it's also produced by the WTFC Podcast Network. And
1: Roxy
0: made an appearance on yes, episode one. Yes, Roxy of did season make an appearance. Two. So,
2: what more reason do you need to go check out the Upset Special Podcast? Uh, same
0: email address. Same,
2: don't even go there. <laughs> uh, Sully would be a big fan. It's just me and Tiny Chuck yeah. talking about. Talking
0: you
3: know, okay. anyway. okay, football. All
2: right. So, now all that we've day, lost. Every day. Yeah. So, football is back. Yeah. We're excited. First Hell of yeah. all, fantasy's back. And we wanted to do this. We meant to do this last episode. Patrick Moffick, thank you. And, you know, the other fellas too, you know, Diane Kruger effect or whoever's all doing that. What's it called?
0: The Berserker, Berserker
2: League. League. No, I mean, really, the, we, we chickened out. It was too intense for us. It's Everyone's having a lot of fun. A lot of people are talking about it. But seriously, as far as the fantasy stuff, Patrick, thank you so much. I mean, for putting it all together. I don't know if you have help. Maybe you can shout out to whoever's helping. I mean, three divisions yeah. of Littles yeah. in fantasy football. All I can say is you've created a monster. I got more texts on Thursday and (laughs) Sunday. Roxy's just texting me like, why isn't the stupid quarterback throwing to number 17? Uh, You know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, This is why it's fun, Roxy, because now you're starting to root for players that... You know, you have no, yeah, anyway. I
0: know. I keep checking the roster, like, what's this guy's name? Yeah. What's his number? So, what position does he play? Chuck,
2: were you scared a little bit there?
0: Well, hell yeah.
3: I mean,
2: going head to head with Roxy. I mean, here's the thing well, I was like,
0: excited about it, but I realized quickly that you had nobody playing on Thursday. So I knew Sunday was going to be the biggest, well, of course, yeah, beat down.
2: Well, you hung in there, though. But, not really. You know, he he did win. Yeah, I was... No, you did well. You know. he had over 100 points, Roxy. That's not bad.
0: I am so disappointed and in and the Tom Green Reddy Bay And Tom Brady was Packers. 40 of them. Yeah, what? <laughs> that's true. I'm so disappointed in Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers.
2: Well, I'm not, because, uh, hello, is. they played my Saints. I'm just mad I know, that I didn't I mean, pick I'm that, I'm that happy as my upset special. Also, yeah. can
0: we talk about how good Drew Brees looks?
2: Oh, yeah. She's yeah. digging the hair.
0: No, he looks great.
2: Well, that's because he...
0: No, got I know, hair. <laughs> but also like seeing him out of his uniform, where he's all clean, oh, cleaned I see. up. Like,
2: Rossy's got a new crush. All right, he looks fair good. enough. It's my my quarterback. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, That's
1: my quarterback.
2: That's my quarterback. And <laughs> so, anyway, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's it's been fun. I. Pulled out a win week one fantasy. I'm not gonna too too much of a horn because it's very early in the season. Chuck, when do we meet? Week nine, I believe it
0: is. Week nine. Right. I looked it up. Yeah, that's,
1: that's that's gonna be yeah, it'll be winter then. Yeah,
2: it's,
0: <laughs> that'll be <laughs> that'll be
2: fun. And uh, Roxy, we meet I think week four. Week four. So uh, another special shout out to Patrick for fixing all that because it was weird. We play we have 13 teams. We play thir- 13 weeks of regular season, but some reason, the schedule had us doubling up. Everyone doubled up on one team, so we didn't get to play everyone once. And Roxy and I weren't on the schedule. So I was like, what's that?
0: Yeah, so if so any littles out there are mad about that. No, no, because he fixed
2: it for everyone. Oh, okay. it was, I think everyone had that. Okay. So so that's great. Unless you were playing like a weak team twice, sure. then you're going to be upset. But right. whatever. Anyway, big show to get to today, everyone. Some thank yous. Obviously, Patrick Moffat, as we said. Also, very quick, Bob Sproul, thank you so much. He, I got my... What is it called, Roxy?
0: Small Monetary Value Prize.
2: My Small Monetary Value Prize. I can't even say it. It's amazing. Littles, if you're not over there. God, I want to
1: win so bad. Go.
2: Something. Yeah, you got to win something, The grandstander. Jack. The grandstander over at Littles Picking Games, he does these free entry ga- games and you win prizes. And they're That's really great. good. He's he's really going above and beyond. Yep. And more importantly, a, a belated happy 70th birthday. He yes. just uh, celebrated his 70th birthday. Yes. So, thank you again, Bob, and always a treat. And I think the next one's going to be Baseball World Series, I think you said. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So, mm-hmm. it's get over there, get in, get on board and get join involved. these games, get involved. Have it's have a lot some of fun. fun. It's a lot of fun. All right, big things this episode, Chuck. Can you handle it? Yeah, let's do it. New segment, Chuck.
1: Yeah. Ooh.
2: New segment, Littles. Drum roll, please. Yes, for the end of the podcast, after our great Meet the Littles guest, we have a new segment we're premiering. We were going to wait. We have some really fun things coming up, Littles. We have our 100th episode. It's not right coming up quickly, but it's about a month away, a yeah. month or so away. Yeah, and so, we're
0: also coming up on our one-year mark.
2: Yeah, and our one-year mark. So we've got big things planned, new segments. Some new surprises, we'll call them. And so let's just get to what we need to get to clean up on whatever aisle this is. We got a message from Smitty Scoop, and he actually says, I am in a race (laughs) with Ed Butt to be the first to tell you that there is a bridge that connects the Upper Peninsula and Lower Peninsula of Michigan. A boat hasn't been required to get to the Upper Peninsula since 1957. Did I beat Ed? Ed?
0: Well, Ed Butt tweeted, I have never driven to Houghton over the Mackinac Bridge, I think.
2: Yeah, have fun with that one.
0: Um, I took the ferry across Lake Michigan and drove up through Wisconsin, but I returned across the bridge. And he sent a picture of the bridge. Yeah, yeah. That's gorgeous. It's a little
2: scary. I mean, I just remember the hell that I had getting there. That's the day I found out that if you don't take a connecting flight, they cancel your entire ticket. What? Yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah, it was this ridiculous. I was flying to Chicago, Chicago to like Milwaukee, Milwaukee back to Chicago, but the other airport, and then up to Green Bay, and then we we're going to drive to Houghton. So when I got to the first Chicago, I was like, "Well, this is silly. I'm just gonna take a shuttle over to the other Chicago airport." Right. 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 Why well, take another two flights? Right. So I do that. Go to board my second flight, and they're like, "Um, your go- your ticket's gone. Like, what do you?" They're like, "Oh, you didn't check in, so we re- we <gasps> we assumed you were a no-show, so we resold your ticket." No. Yeah, I had no idea that Jeez. they do those things. I was no. like, "Well, this is because here I'm thinking I'm being the smartest guy on this planet and saving like hours yeah. in two other airports."
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: Oh, that was a nightmare. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. All right. And then we got some emails. And the first one came from James Cunningham. And it says, The old Durham Bulls Stadium is now the home of North Carolina Central's baseball team. I don't think the Bulls play at their old stadium any longer. Admittingly, I am not 100%. I haven't been to the Bulls' current park. Hopefully... If the ACC baseball tournament is held there in 2022, I might head up there, especially since it's less than 20 miles from my house. Well, hello, duh, no-brainer. So it kind of intrigued some baseball movie types, and we heard from Eric Londrigan, which was really nice because we haven't heard from him in a while. And he made a top five. Now, Chuck, listen closely. Number five, 42. Number four, eight men out. Number three, a league of their own. Two money ball, one field of dreams. Honorable mentions, 61, the sandlot, the natural. And he even says, never saw a Durham. See, I wasn't the no, only one. I appreciate never? that, Eric. I'd never seen it either, Chuck.
1: Well, I mean, it's not like it's obscure or something. I mean,
2: Yeah, right. No, I know. No, I just never got around to It's not one of those it.
1: that they show on Syndicate or anything like right, that. Right. Right. But yeah, that's the minor league dream, man.
2: Yeah. And then finally, we heard from Ed Butt in an email, and he says, this is based on small colleges playing at big ones. Chuck, I realize you're not a big college football fan. As a result, you left off the punchline of my email, the oh, wait. You see, Appalachian State not only made a lot of money by playing at Michigan, they pulled off the greatest upset or, from my point of view, dealt the most embarrassing loss in college football history. Now, I would like to just say this real quick. Now, it says... It's addressed to me, Chuck. Now, Roxy, if I'm not mistaken, I was the one. You were the one that read that. So (laughs) why is why is at least this should be Chuck and Roxy, right? I
0: didn't deliver correctly.
2: Yeah. Anyway, well, actually, and you might have said it, and I might have edited it out because I might have thought you were saying, "Oh wait, Mm -hmm. like something else." I don't remember to be honest, Ed. But all right, you two, well, enough corrections and omissions. Let's get out of here before we make another error. Chuck, thanks for jumping on yep. for this little, you're trying to rub it in Roxy's face here. Nice win in the all Fantasy right. Football League. Salt in the wound, salt in the wound. Tiny Chuck's 1-0. I wonder what Sully just is. Just week one, I just what, week one. I wonder That's if Sully won. True. Yeah, we got to figure out how we can maybe see the other league's stuff. I don't know how to do that. Maybe Patrick can help us out with that, and we'll certainly announce those. And, of course, Berserker League, we will update you there. If they want us to do that as well, we're here for you. That's what we're going to say. We're not playing in your league, but we're here for you if you need us. All right, you two, let's get out of here. Great Meet the Littles guest. Chuck, you're going to want to not miss this one.
3: All right, I'll stick around.
2: Lots of baseball talk. Loyal Littles will be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Sully from
4: Boston. Never revere and you're listening to The Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network.
3: Now the devil he wants lived in, but it's only beautiful. And I'm finished doing time now. Baby, come on, lock the door. Hey, mama. Oh, we, are the
2: I we are being played in this episode by Jordan Rozowski, and I think we played one of his songs a long time ago. This one is called Leave It All Behind, and if you like what you hear, you can find his stuff all over the place. It's on Bandcamp, and that is jordanrozowski.bandcamp.com. Let me spell that for you real quick. It's J-O-R-D-A-N-R-A-Z-O-W-S-K-Y. And he's also on Twitter, at Razowski Jordan. And this is also interesting about him, is he also does a lot of photography and stuff like that. He has a website. It is jordanraz.com, J-O-R-D-A-N-R-A-Z.com. And as always, we'll play the full song, Leave It All Behind, at the end of the podcast.
3: Give it to my time is out, and I don't want yeah.
2: Alright, all you loyal I littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And we have a real fun one today. I think it's gonna be a love fest. Roxy, what do you think? I think so. I think this is gonna be a love fest. Please welcome to the podcast, Maurice Werner. Hey Maurice, how's it going? Woohoo! I'm so glad you're <laughs> Well, we're excited to have you here. Littles, I mean, if we ever need an example of how to fill out a form, this, this is, is it. it. Claire, you've got to see this form. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's all typed. It's, he almost needed to turn it over because he needed more room for the back. <laughs> so we will have no problems finding stuff. We might not even get, well, we're definitely going to have to get to our fun, dumb questions, but Marie, she did an excellent job, A plus on the form. So we really appreciate Whoa. that. We also found out that you're a loyal listener, so we appreciate that. So you know what we do here. Why don't we just turn it over to you and introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there?
4: Thank you, everyone. And uh, yes, I'm happy to be here, and uh, I'm happy that I found out about this podcast. I, I actually didn't know about it until April, and uh, I'm actually active on Twitter. I've forsaken Facebook. I still have an account, but I I don't use it. And on Twitter, I saw this kind of somebody talking about this TK Little's focus group by this woman named Steph Pendries. And so I direct messaged her and I emailed her and I said, I want to be part of this. So I was on this focus group with her and with Bobby Gottfried and Roop Sharma and Michael Dinga in April. And they brought up this podcast and they said somebody started this podcast in November and it's all about the littles and so i went back and i started listening right away and i binged it through all the pandemic you know walks cleaning doing dishes and stuff and i finally got caught up right about when you guys got married oh Oh, wow loyally ever since
2: wow that's a lot of loyal littles crammed in there then yeah Yeah. april because we well you know
4: And, and the the irony is is even though I known I, I grew up in D.C. I'm born and raised in D.C. I basically have lived in the same three mile radius my whole life. I'm I'm 51, uh, except for the the four years I went to Tufts University in uh, Medford, Somerville, mm-hmm. outside of Boston, not yeah. too far from Riviera. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's like my only other other place that, that I've lived, but I never considered myself a little. I mean, I read Tony in the Washington Post, I read Wilbon in the Washington Post. I kind of knew about their sort of back and forth via Washington Post online before they even started PTI. And I, I watch PTI fairly regularly, But I never considered myself a little because when the the radio show started, there were people that would call in and they were sort of regulars. And some of them have actually been on the show. And so, like, I always considered them littles. And Mm -hmm. and I always considered the people who wrote jingles littles or the people who got emails read regularly littles. Like, I didn't realize that, like, anybody could just basically be a little because they're a follower. And so I, I never put myself into that group until... I listen
2: to your podcast. Oh, well, that's Aww. sweet. But I mean, as you know, I mean, we have it. We, we call them mediums or smediums or something <laughs> like that. Medium. Mediums. Mediums. So, you know, I mean, but we don't like to rank the littles. We really don't. We, we started in the beginning and then we thought about, we're like, you know, that's not really that cool because we are. We're all littles. We all have this. Common interest, you know, and then there's Roxy over here yep. who started out as a tiny, but now, now she's upgraded. Sized. Now she's fun sized. And <laughs> yes. uh, so he tried to find these. It's you know, great terms. whoever came up with that, by the way. That was that Eric. I yeah. <laughs> Eric Londringen, yep. actually.
4: And then the minis, too.
2: Yeah. Yes. Right. The minis. Yeah.
0: Those would be like the kids, the pets. And,
2: and to be fair, I think Steve Oswald also maybe chimed in with the, with fun, the fun size. Too. Yeah, I forget. yeah. But it's been such a while. But but we're just glad we're all here together and came up with this idea. You know, like I've said this a bazillion times on the podcast. I had this idea for about five years and then Roxy here finally gave me the push to try it. And I dragged her just along do
0: something to
2: do something. <laughs> and now I've got too many things to do. But, you know, we're still plugging along here and we still have so many littles to meet like yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. So let's dive into what did you go to school for?
4: Uh, so I went to Tufts, for, well, I didn't know what I was going to go to school for. I, in my application, I looked at, I thought I was into, I took all these history courses in high school. So I looked at all their history courses, I named all these history courses, and so I said, this is what I was going to go to college for, was to, to learn about history. I ended up being a geology and environmental studies major, oh. and I didn't take my first history course till second semester of my senior year. Hmm. And now I'm not even using my degree. I took a, (laughs) I took, I'm basically in sales and account management and I wasn't too happy with it. And so like about 10 or 13 years ago, I took an aptitude test and it basically said I should have been a scientist or an engineer. But the sort of how I got from a geology environmental studies major to where I am is basically I graduated in 91. I didn't really know what I was going to do. So I just kind of worked at a pool for the summer. And then my parents were like, you gotta get a job. You gotta go do something. (laughs) So I was like, I'm gonna go look for some job in the environmental field. But it was kind of late 91, early 92. The economy kind of sucked back then. So Mm -hmm. I I couldn't get an entry level job. They all said, go get a master's degree, but I didn't want to invest in that. So I kind of ended up slinging coffee at Starbucks and they had just opened up in the DC area. There's only seven stores, all on the East coast, all in DC, 250 in the whole company. At the time, I became a barista, and I actually ended up working from 93 to 99, so almost six years there,
3: wow. and I was
4: ready for district manager when I left, and it was obviously, you know, had grown into the global brand that we all know, but I got a job with a, a startup, an internet startup, and we all know how that went from 99 <laughs> right. to 2001. It crashed and burned, so never saw much success there, but that kind of got me into the road of where I am. Gotcha.
2: All right, now people might... J- I don't know. They might not joke. I mean, you obviously stayed at Starbucks for a while. Now, the reason I even bring this up was because I know someone who kind of did the same thing because they were, he was a yoga teacher. Okay. And he kind of was trying to start his own business, but obviously, so he was teaching privately and doing classes, things like that, not working for a company. So he stayed at Starbucks for years so he could have health insurance. Mm -hmm. Now they have a pretty good package there,
4: right? Yes, and that was actually one of the things I really appreciated about it. Yeah, because I broke my nose playing baseball while I get was there. working at Starbucks, and I had to go to the emergency room. And the health coverage was great. I mean, you only had back at the time. I mean, Howard Schultz he saw what not having health care did to his father, and so he pledged that when he owned the company he would build it in a way that would have helped out his father. And so anybody who worked 20 hours a week or more, you could get health care, you could qualify for stock options, you could qualify for the 401k program, you could qualify for employee stock purchase program. So they gave basically part-time employees full-time benefits. Now this was back in the 90s. Right. I don't know what they do today, but that was really unheard of. Yeah. And, and that actually... That's It'll amazing. Really set me up for the rest of my life. Well, I will
2: say what I'm referring to is was 2005. So they were still doing it then because mm-hmm. I it was a part time job. He had a part time job at Starbucks, but that's how he got his health care. So mm-hmm. he could kind of pursue his dream of teaching yoga and stuff. Because him and his wife they both yeah. taught and they wanted to open their own studio, but they didn't have enough money yet to you know buy a building or whatever. You know. A, a, you know, rent a space or whatever. And uh, so that's how they were living life. And I just thought that was so cool. I didn't know the part that you just told us about with his dad and yes. stuff. That's amazing. Good, and good I, on he's, him.
4: I've, re- I've met him. I've read both of his books and he's a great businessman. I know people in Seattle weren't too happy yeah. when he first bought the basketball team, the Sonics, and then sold them to Oklahoma, yeah. uh, Oklahoma City. You know, he thought they were going to stay uh, well, in hopefully... terms of a businessman, he's done a good job.
2: Yeah. yeah. Hopefully they're going to come back. The I don't know if they'll be the supersonics, but there's talks about that, I believe. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. They, they, they deserve they, Yeah, they do. They do. I love Seattle. Seattle's one of my favorite cities. I and wanted they...
4: to move there with Starbucks. That was one of the appeals. Oh. I, yeah. I, almost, uh, I, I almost moved there. I applied for jobs at corporate. I got rejected for one, and then like three years later they were getting ready to offer it to me but i had already at that point decided to propose to my now ex-wife uh, i'm remarried so i decided i didn't want to just upend everything by a proposal and moving all the way uh, across the country at the right. same time so right.
2: all right well we have so much to get into here i'm going we're kind of going all over the place sorry little's but you kind of brought it up so one of the things <laughs> on your sheet was i love baseball in general i still play hardball talk yes. about that i yeah. mean hello
4: what well you know, it's not original baseball, like old time baseball, like like you played uh-huh. and like Conan O'Brien made fun of. But <laughs> Littles, yes, if you haven't looked that uh, up,
2: you need to look that up. I mean, I should just post it somewhere yes. on Twitter. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. Sorry.
4: So I, I, I'm in a league that has been around for a little while in the D.C. area. It's probably been around for, I don't know, 40 years or so. It's called Ponce de Leon Baseball and Ponce de Leon because Fountain of Youth, yeah. because playing ball is great. And so originally when it started, it was for 30 and over. And I remember my friend's parents playing in it when I was in high school or middle school and I just laughed, I'm like, who's gonna be playing baseball like when they're 30, if they're not like on the major league team. And then I've loved playing baseball my whole life. I didn't really start playing organized ball till I was in high school and I played high school varsity and I didn't try out for Tufts because anyone who knows uh, New England Springs, you you don't wanna be jammed on the inside with a fastball then. But I did played summer league ever since. And then, you know, when I was turning 30 or so, it's kinda of like Matthew McConaughey says in Dazed and Confused. I kept getting older and the players kept getting the same age. I was in an eighteen and over league and I just it was too much for me. So I almost yeah. quit. And then somebody called me about this Ponce de Leon, and that was two thousand two and, and I've been been playing it ever since.
2: Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Now, do you want to go into like so what happened? Did you knock it out of the way? Are you a pitcher? You took a fastball in the face. How'd you break
4: your nose? So this was stupid. I mean, uh, what it was actually on father's day of 1996. So the U S open was at congressional then. And, uh, and Tiger Woods was playing in his first U S open, I believe it was 97. It was 97. That's right. Okay. And so I had somebody got me tickets. So I had a ticket to the U S open golf tournament at congressional country club, but I had a doubleheader for baseball. And so what happened was I was like, I gotta see Tiger Woods. So I went and saw Tiger Woods at least tee off and watch the first couple holes. But then I was like, I got to get there in time to play the second game of my doubleheader. So I left the final round of this golf tournament to go play baseball. I got there right before the end of the first game. And then in the intermission between the doubleheader, I had a friend of mine on the team just kind of hit me ground balls, hit me pop-ups oh, no. and there was a pop-up in my head. And I was like, you know, you're not in a game, it's practice. But I'm like, I can catch that. And so, like, I was running, and I had my glove out, and next thing I knew, it hit me square in the nose. No.
2: Okay. So this is your interview, but I'm going to see your whatever you want to call that, and I'm going to raise you. I'm going to tell a really quick story. Weekend before we open on a Monday, this is a Friday, last, like, practice of the season, right? BP, just get together. If we get enough guys, we'll do a scrimmage game kind of thing. Kid you not. I'm on first base. Someone else is hitting. And the guy's done hitting. So he's coming out to the field. He's a first baseman. So he says, hey, do you mind if I play first base? I said, yeah, no, no, no one's over at third anyway. And actually I'm not a third baseman. So I'm like, "Ah, oh, it'll be good for me. I need some practice. Okay. This is BP. This isn't not even a scrimmage game. Okay. Now my dad also was a ball player. So he always taught me if you, if you don't give hundred percent, don't go out there. Just don't just stay off the field. He's like anytime scrimmage, whatever guy hits a foul ball and I run over. And I literally run into the fence to catch the ball in foul territory, mind you, and break my leg day before, two days before the season started. Like how dumb was that?
4: I can even top that with another baseball story. So one of the things that this league does, which is like a hidden gem, and it's kind of on pause right now with COVID, but they do something called Florida spring training. And they actually call it fantasy spring training. And they've been doing it for, I don't know, about 20 years or so. And they use a field Terry Park down in Fort Myers Florida it was last used by I think the Detroit Tigers in 1984 so it was it has plenty of history like Roberto Clemente played there and George Brett played there and a whole bunch of other people a long time ago so anyway they for a week they go down and they have sort of like a tournament slash fantasy camp and it's run by current major and minor league coaches former players So they, he, and they kind of, it's like this, you get an inside view of like what spring training is like now, the quality of baseball down there kind of, it's bad, it's bad. I mean, when I first went down in 2004, the average age was 48 and I was 34 at the time. And mm-hmm. I last went down in 2020, January, 2020, right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And the average age was 62. So it's kind of gone up with it. And they used to have, they had, they've had between eight and 10 teams, but they're now down to like six. It costs a lot less than all these fantasy camps that you hear. But anyway, the first year I went down, I was the youngest kid in camp. And I wanted to prove myself, and I was catching, and somebody hit a pop fly behind us, and I saw it, and I was, like, running, and I dove, and I got a glove on it, and then I saw that the fence was a bit, was coming, and so I kind of <laughs> rolled up into a little ball, and I ran into the fence, like, head first, and I ended up needing to go to the emergency room, and I got six staples in the top of my head.
0: No. And this was, like,
4: a fourth third third day down there, and we ended up winning the championship on Friday. So I only missed half of that game and then the next game in the afternoon, but you basically played two six inning games, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. But before those games, like you had stretching, yeah. you would be broken up. You do like batting practice or skills. And you got all this coaching from all these current and former players and coaches. And it was just, it was, I I've never learned so much. And I went down there like 14 years and there's tons of tournaments that people can go to, but this thing is like a hidden gem and I hope it doesn't die off because the players who go tend to be getting old. And so uh, we need to get some young blood down.
2: There. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's unbelievable. So even this other one, this hardball league you're in is amazing.
4: Yeah. So I, and we just had our first game a couple nights ago. We were supposed to have a second game tonight, but it, it got rained out. So this is fall. Um,
2: this it, isn't, this is fall. Oh, I yeah. They, have, the they have three
4: seasons. Oh, okay. No, they have spring, summer, fall. Gotcha. Yep. Each season's about the spring and fall are 10 weeks each, with the 10th week being the beginning of a round robin playoff. The summer, I think, is only eight weeks. I only play one season a year just because of family and yeah, more commitments. Right. Sure. And so you play a one or two games a week, and there are nine inning games, and it's there's a 4-1 run rule uh, on the first six innings so that, you know, mismatched teams can't get too far out. But That's we good. won like 19 to 3 or something. Gotcha. And I, I played a couple innings at catcher, first and second and third. So I'm mostly an infielder and a catcher. Uh, my favorite position is catcher. Uh, my second favorite third. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
0: Wow. Listen, Chuck, I think uh, yeah, this is more reason to, that move down to we DC. need to <laughs> think about this. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I haven't played much hardball except for that old timers, mm-hmm. which isn't really. I mean, it is, but, you know. It's not like Yeah.
0: And
4: early on I tried to play in a softball league and a baseball league at the same time and I couldn't because yeah. the oh. swings were different yeah. the pitch yeah. timing Well, even just know, fielding the ball, throwing the ball, it just Yeah, I know.
2: Playing lob and modified and fast pitch, it's just just all within softball. softball. You can't do it sometimes. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's totally different. So let's get away from baseball. We're going to come back to baseball real quick. But before we take a break, let's get it over to football. Let's just get this out of the way. What were you thinking? Berserker League fantasy (laughs) football? You're a member, right?
4: Um, yes, I I, I signed you. up. I, I sort of I saw an announcement on Twitter. I can't. I guess it was like Jason Fuse or somebody sure, was like, yeah. "Hey, we got a spot or two open." I put my hand up. I said, "Yeah, sure, I'll do that." And and the, here's the reason: I've been in this fantasy football league with friends of mine from that I've known since you know middle school for years. And there's a couple of guys that seem to win it every year, and they obviously know more and they spend more time in it, but i kind of joke and say it's kind of all a crapshoot because you know you can players but in the end there's penalties that callbacks of of great plays there's weather issues there's injuries there's somebody just decides to sit somebody because they're they're running up the score so i was like you know i had heard about the berserker league on your podcast and i said that's really cool the fact that it's a totally random league and it's really not based (laughs) at all on like Real stuff good <laughs> about knowing like real fantasy football stuff and so when I saw that come open I'm like yeah you know let's give it a try and then I signed up and they like invited me to their discord channel and I don't know if if this interview is going to end up like helping me in the league or if things that I say or whatever are going to end up coming back to haunt me right right for for this because I don't know what the rules are basically you know you've got the three commissioners and you've got a rotating week but there's also sort of secret stuff that's going on behind the scenes yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah Like right now it's quarantine week. I don't even know if it's like a fight club type thing <laughs> where it's like the number one rule of fight club is you don't talk about fight clubs. So I don't know if I'm not allowed to talk about right, Berserker, well, but you know.
2: I just wanted to say congrats because we chickened yes. out. Yeah. We completely chickened out. I know
4: you did. I heard that. I mean, it would have been great. if
2: I know. It, but, we you, are we are doing the Littles fantasy, but we're not doing the Berserker which I feel
0: like I'm in way over my yes. head. I
2: mean, we've seen the videos that yeah. Sully from Boston and Rob Colpine have posted. I mean- Unbelievable stuff. I mean, good on you guys. I we just didn't. I didn't have time and continue this podcast. Well, maybe someday.
4: Videos need to be posted. I mean, (laughs) I I, I think Sully would
2: would take on private students. I think if if you you know you you reached out to him and you sucked up to him enough, he might because he's definitely a pro at that. But anyway, listen, you're not going. I'm not even going to ask. We have to take a break. We are going to come right back because we have some more baseball to get into. Because you at one point almost pretty much had my dream job. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles.
4: Hi, this is Kate Milan, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on WTFC. Enjoy.
0: Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and we are meeting the littles. We've got Maurice here. And we're excited to get into some more baseball talk.
2: Well, I don't know. I mean we're excited. We're I don't know excited. It's a topic that is. I
0: know about, so I'm excited for it. Yeah.
2: Now, <laughs> can I just rip the band-aid off and tell people what you did for a while? Sure. Okay. So it says here you were a grounds crew member from two thousand seven to two thousand ten for the Nationals. Is that true?
4: Yes. Okay, so it is
2: true. why are you screw Starbucks. What what are you doing here? Like what what happened?
4: <laughs> why are you still doing well, that? Well, it- So I mean, well, the Nationals first. I was really happy to have baseball in D.C. again because I was like barely, not even two years old when the the Senators left for the last time. So Mm -hmm. I grew up an Orioles fan, and you know, I was a huge Orioles fan until the the mid to late '90s when Peter Angelos just kind of, you know, squeezed my love out of that. He just fired John Miller, fired a bunch of people. So I was sort of teamless. Then the Nats came to town in 2005 and I was like right up there to be a season ticket holder. So I got like as close as I could to the front of the line. Signed up for a full season ticket plan, and I, you know, I was at the games, and I somehow had traded up seats down close near the dugout, and I was watching the the grounds crew one day in a, a game in 2007, and I was just sort of commenting to people, wow, "That's really cool. I've always wanted to be on the grounds crew." And I like even at, at Candom Yards, I'd like see them all the the Orioles grounds crew. They had their own little cage, the right field fence. And then I didn't realize when I was saying this, that one of the schedulers for the grounds crew was like sitting right there. And so he said, you know, we actually have some openings because most of these guys are college kids and they're going back to school in, in August. So oh. we need some help in August and September. So I'm like, sure, sign me up. And they had me come to, it was at RFK at the time. That's where the Nationals were playing in 2007. Mm-hmm. And so they had me come down and I had to run. I had to show them I could carry a bag of Turfus, which weighs like 40 pounds, yeah. uh-huh. a And I just wanted to make sure, like, you know, I wasn't a complete idiot. Right. And I ended up doing a bunch of games. And then they said, Do you want to do this next year? And I was like, Sure. And they said, We just require a minimum of 10 games. (laughs) Now, the Nationals what? at the time had just been bought by the learners, and the learners were feeling themselves out as owners, and they were kind of cheap. So I wasn't technically an employee of the uh, of the Nationals. They contracted this out. Mm-hmm. but So I did 10 games in 2008 and 2009 and then in 2010. Now, uh, can we ask? Is it too I, personal?
2: I mean, you got paid for this? Or is this volunteer? Yes. Wow. Okay. So you did no, get paid. I got paid.
4: I got oh. paid like 40 bucks a game. I oh, got wow. paid like 40 bucks a game. You were given a pass that basically was like all access. Yeah, right. And because the nationals weren't that good and there weren't that many people there, like we actually sat, the, the tarp used to be over on the right field right. line, now it's on the left field line, and we would sit right behind it, which were actually pretty good seats. And so- you get a lot of foul balls that came mm. that way. You'd also be able to get some batting practice, home run balls, like because mm-hmm. you'd be cleaning up, taking down the equipment. You had basically you had to get there at like five o'clock for a seven o'clock start, and then you basically break down all the equipment and put away the cage and and kind of rake the field and line the field and everything. And so I got to do so many different things. I they would uh, change the bases like twice a game. Yeah. I mean, in the middle of the fifth. And, and, then, and if we may,
2: we can say that at least you were with a classy team and you didn't have to do this like cheesy YMCA crap. Right. No, I mean, there's no. none of that. Right.
4: Yes. <laughs> no. And it was, and, but the thing is, it was just like fun. And, and actually <laughs> one, one game, this was probably my favorite game. One game, the, they had ball girls on each side mm-hmm. and on the right field side where we were, the ball girl never showed up. So Ooh. apparently you she me got up. into an accident. <laughs> right. So she got into an accident, and so there was nobody there to get foul balls. And so they kind of, like the security guard sort of said, well, why don't you do it? And so whenever there was a foul ball, I kind of hopped the fence and ran out and got it and and brought it back. And then there was a reliever that came in, and the ball girl usually goes to the bullpen and gets the jacket for the reliever and carries it to the dugout. dugout, And so I was like, well, I better go do that. (sighs) So I ran over, and I got the jacket, and I ran to the dugout, and this coach just sort of looked at me like, who the hell are you? I I was going to say, were you tackled? Why do you have that jacket? And And I'm like, I don't know what to do with this. And so he kind of like grabbed it. And then I just like ran back and I was like, "Uh, I don't don't know what I'm doing. Well, okay. So, so,
2: So two things so far that with these stories first, we're going to go, well, let's finish this one. I mean, if you just wanted to have a great holiday story to tell, just tell them how you were tackled and tased and then arrested. (laughs) That would be a great story. (laughs) And then let's go back to the first segment where you were at the, what was it? The U S open before your nose got broke. And I would just say tiger woods teed off and the golf ball hit you in the face (laughs) and you got a broken nose. That's how that, I mean, that's a, Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So that's funny uh, though. Okay, it. so you this awkward moment, you give the jacket back, you're now in the state. I mean, this is just I Roxy, this is what I need to do.
0: This, yeah, that's that's a yeah, what I'm job doing now.
4: So here's the thing though. I mean, like my wife had twin girls in the fall of twenty ten, so I kind of hung up my grounds crew days, and ironically, the year after that the Nationals decided to professionalize that. And oh. so then I think uh, they required a minimum of 40 home games right. for grounds folks. And you had to be there a lot earlier than five o'clock. And mm-hmm. so having a full-time job went to the, yeah, that and the new father, and, but they gave them much better clothes. And you know, the irony is, is I recommended a couple people to the grounds crew because they, they were like, this is so cool. And, and a couple of them, Actually, were you know people I played with in baseball, and they had more time, and they stayed with it. So they got World Series rings when the Nats won in twenty nineteen. They they gave World Series rings to everyone. So wow. He, wow. the last yeah. So when I went down to Florida, he was down there at that Florida Ponce camp that I went to in in January twenty. He had just been fitted for his ring. Wow, And he was going to get it within a few weeks after that when everybody else got their winnings, So, okay. Class. Um, they're a good organization. Yeah.
2: Around, I mean, yes. they're already, I've said this a bunch the of times, they're already kind of my national league team just because of Tony and the podcast. Yeah. Yes. But wow. That so just, that just I, cemented it. Wow.
4: It, yes. And I do have to kind of I know there's a lot of Orioles fans that listen to the podcast, you know, whether it's Sam Angel, who you just had, or Joe Arrow. I, I, know, I know Tiny Buck is also an Oz fan, but I loathe the Orioles and I hope their owner dies soon. <laughs> oh, I feel oh. really bad for the fans. Yeah. But basically, the only reason why the Nationals were allowed to come to D.C. is the owner of the Orioles, Peter Angelos, basically was bought off by Major League Baseball. They created this Mid-Atlantic Sports Network that had to pay equal rights fees to both the Nationals and the Orioles for broadcasting. However, the the Orioles began with a 90% ownership of the Sports Network, Masson, which means they get 90% of the profits, and the Nationals got 10%. Mm -hmm. And so every year that shifts by 1% to a maximum of 67% to the Orioles and then 33% to the Nationals, and that'll happen in 2028. And they also put in a proviso that every five years um if the nationals don't like the rights fees they're they're paying they can be reset and so when that first came up it started in 2006 so when it came up in 2011 the the orioles said we're going to pay you 39 and a half million per year And the nationals said no we need like 75 or 100 and they went to an arbiter and the arbiter came up with a fee and but then the orioles con- contested it and it got thrown out in court and basically they still haven't even paid because they lost in court last in October. They lost an appeal in October of 2020 that basically said, you need to pay the Nationals $20 million a year more for 2011 to 2016. And so that's $100 million. And then they're still appealing it and they still haven't paid anything. And they and so you still have another period from 2017 to 2021 that just ended or is ending. Mm-hmm. And that could be another $20 million. So that's $200 million that the Orioles owe the Nationals. And when we think about players that the Nationals haven't been able to sign, like Bryce Harper or like Anthony yeah. Rendon or Trey, Trey Turner, it's because they're owed hundreds of millions of dollars by another team. And, you know, when people talk about Juan Soto getting signed, like the, the Nationals don't know in the future what their rights fees are going to be, how much income they're going to have. And they still don't even have the $200 million in their owed, let alone what's going to happen moving forward. So it's like, it's ludicrous that Major League Baseball has allowed this to exist where one Major League team can, can basically handicap another financially. Wow. And, and that's why I hate the Orioles. But the thing is, they've made their team so bad just to like spite themselves because, <laughs> I don't know, they fired Jim Palmer as a broadcaster. And I don't know, maybe they hired him back, but it's like, it, they just, it, it used to be a very proud franchise. Yeah. And just like Daniel Snyder destroyed the Washington football team, Peter Angelos has done that for the Orioles, and I feel sorry for the fans, but I hate the team. Yeah.
2: yeah, it kills me, too. I mean, like I said, they're I in my division, that. so I can't root for them too much. But I do. That is like the one team I would be totally fine with beating us or whatever, if it ever came to that. But
0: they're just so bad. <laughs> well, it's yeah, yeah,
2: it's just it's sad. It's so sad But because he, he, the history, it's the history. Yeah. And I'm a big history guy when it comes to baseball. Yeah. So it's I know it's what was there. I mean, Babe
4: Ruth was born there. Yeah. I've been to his house. Right. A beautiful park. And it yeah. should be sold out every night absolutely and it would be if it was a quality ownership that brought in quality Decent baseball players people yeah. and let them do their thing but peter angelos you know back in the day he couldn't let alone and I, I understand he's very sick but hopefully when he does die hopefully his estate will will sell the team because i think he only paid like 173 million for it and it was last valued over 1.4 billion so they'll yeah. make a lot of money yeah um, sure so hopefully they can at the same time, get rid of Masson and let the Orioles and the Nationals kind of fend for themselves.
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's it's sad times there. Like you said, it's a damn shame because the, the history is just amazing. All right. So let's... So many things on this forum. I want to jump around. Let's let's go to Chatter. You, you've been there many times. Okay. now and there's a reason I want to get yeah. into this because for littles that don't know, we do sometimes these... Interviews go quite a wa- long time, and that's great because we're meeting you for the first time as well, and we don't always get everything in. Now, one of the last episodes we had, and it was Ash uh, Reyesam, who came on, and he went into this a little bit, and it unfortunately didn't make the episode. And he was talking about how he, when he met Elizabeth at Chatter, and he raved about her pastries, and he actually even said, yes. he goes, if they had opened it as a dessert bar, he thinks it would have, it would have made it. Yeah. He did comment on that, Whoa. and that didn't make it. So you said you also got to meet her, right?
4: yes and and i will take exception with one thing that ash said about chatter not being in a good neighborhood it's in a great neighborhood quality wise it's just not in a good neighborhood for a restaurant and bar gotcha um yeah thing so it was not in a good good neighborhood for what it was trying to be but yes i think i went to chatter the day or the second day that it was open i think i went to like i think the second taping that they did there I mean, I live blocks from there. I'm a 10 or 15 minute walk oh, from wow. from Chatter, and so I don't know how many times I went there. I went there just sometimes just for meals. Like they did family nights for my kids' elementary school, and oh, so we cute. would go there, and they donate a, a certain percentage to the school uh, PTA. I even bought at our PTA auction. There was a taping uh, that we could go in and get to meet all the hosts and the, the bigs mm-hmm. um, during that. So I did that and I got to bring a bunch of other littles to that. But again, this is, this is t- before I considered myself a little or really kind of understood all the littles because I've never been to a jingle fest. I heard about them. I'm in awe of the talent that yeah. people come up with to come up with these. But one time I was sitting next to somebody and I, we, I sort of introduced myself. He said his name was Bill. And we talked a little bit, he worked for a law firm. He, like, he a very unassuming guy with a backpack. And then Tony does a shout out during the show, like, Oh yeah, there's Bill Isaac. Right. Here. I was just <laughs> gonna say that. And so probably so many people there, so many littles there. But I just went there and I watched the show and I ate my breakfast. I had to get up early, I had to yeah. be there early. And then yeah. I sometime I would leave like right afterwards. I did get some pictures with Tony um, afterwards, but I didn't really meet anybody else there unless I, you know, came with somebody. So right. I'm sure I was there with plenty of other folks
2: and then real quick you've actually been to a pti taping
4: yes i had a connection and so somebody was able to sort of say hey you know we have this opening if you want to go uh to this taping it would be great i was just in awe of it there was some potential of breaking news that day so you know, tony like came over and talked to us and he's like we might have to retape part of it we were told when we had to cheer there were some people <laughs> who had won a charity golf round with tony oh, right, um, yeah and so they were up there for it and so he did like a shout out to them oh, uh, it was nice. just great to see it all I got to sit at the uh, desk wow uh, with all the bobbleheads and all the tchotchkes and knickknacks in the background with Tony. And so that was great. I don't think I'll ever be able to swing that again, but that was, uh, it was nice to have had that.
2: Okay. Now that's all great and all, but can we get back to the important thing of Elizabeth's desserts? Now (laughs) I need another opinion. I mean, are these, these were good, right?
4: It was amazing. I mean, I actually got to talk to her a little bit because I kind of sort of knew who she was. And so I introduced myself, especially when we were there for one of my kids' school nights and so I made sure to always order dessert and her pies were amazing. And, you know, I don't know exactly where she is now, but yeah. if she had just opened a pie store in DC, there's already a place called pie sisters here. That's pretty good. But she would have given them a run for her, Ooh. a run for their money. I I mean, love she was, pie. She's yeah, an excellent right? dessert chef.
2: Interesting. Yeah, I do. I,
0: Another reason why we should move down there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I do. I wonder about these things, you know, like what's she doing now? Cause I know that was a great mm. thing for her. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Maurice, we're almost out of time, actually, unfortunately. I mean, these are some really great stories we're getting to hear. And we didn't even get into your season tickets and stuff like that. But we know you've seen many a Washington Nationals game. So that's always a a good time. And uh, so what was that like for you when they won the World Series?
4: Well, I mean, it was an amazing experience. Like I had never even been to any baseball playoff games before the nationals went to the playoffs, let alone a world series game. And so I'd been through plenty of heartache in 2012, 2014, 2016, 17. I, I didn't have high expectations, but you knew it was different when they came back from that, 19 and 31, and and that win against the Brewers. And so I was all in for 2019. I had tickets to all three home World Series games. I brought my wife, I brought my sister, and I brought my father to the three games. Now, they were all losses. So we came in leading 2-0. We lost all. I forgot Um,
2: about that. You're right.
4: And then I even got Anthony Rendon foul ball uh, at the first World Series game. It was game three. And I have it. And to top it off, my girl's school was like part of this nationals like Grand Slam program. And the principal got 20 passes to be in the championship parade. And I was on the PTA at the time. And, and he said, look, I need there to be a chaperone for the kids and for some of the teachers. Will you do it? And I'm like, heck yeah. So me and my so, daughters. Well, I'm sorry. Friends.
2: Let's, you're in, you were in the World Series parade?
4: I was in the World Series Parade. I, okay. I care there it is, Littles. There it is. <laughs> Let's
2: haul. There it is. This Bury the Lead moment has been brought to you by whoever. All right, continue. How about Bubbly,
4: the, the, the people that gave away the uh, baby shark glasses? So I had my baby shark glasses <laughs> walking down the center of Constitution Avenue in red. And wow. it was just the coolest thing ever. The nat- yeah. I, We were walking in between some of the buses, like all the... players were up on buses a few of them came down like so we we got to see them holding the trophy we got to see them having fun my girls got a bunch of signatures from like trey turner and ryan zimmerman and sean doolittle um i know beltway Mitterrand, i know he's he's (laughs) had some rough times but he was great for us in 2019 and it was just so cool to be part of that i mean i just pinched myself i'm so lucky that i had that opportunity wow that's
2: amazing and thank you for saving that because I, I feel like we need a sponsor for that segment now because it's becoming <laughs> a thing and people have been doing it all this time and yeah. we finally
4: Is it bubbly or
2: bubbly? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Right. So, well, Maurice, <laughs> real quick, before we let you out of here, we have, can we do one fun, dumb question? Because we're out of time here.
4: As many. I'd, all right. Well, sure. let's
2: let's do one each, Roxy. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would it be?
4: Oh, if I could be a cartoon character for a week, I I think I'd like to be Superman. Ooh, um, that's just a kind great of like fly answer. around the world and just superhuman strength and yeah, you know, just save people and
2: turn back time. Right? You can do that mind. too, right? Sure. You did that in the yeah, first so movie, right? To save movie. Lois. It happened in the movie. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Wow, that's a great answer. So, See, I always think of Superman as being a real person, which I know is completely stupid. But I think of the the live action movie, not right. the cartoon. Right. Oh, that's a great answer. Yeah. All right, Roxy, what do you got?
0: Uh, what do you think is the greatest invention of all time?
4: Wow. You know, I've heard so many great answers. And, you know, air conditioning, because it's allowed us to live in places that uh, we probably aren't meant to live as people.
2: No, that's, sure. that was mine. That's the first thing that came to my mind when I first heard that question. Yeah. For yeah. me,
0: I'm like Plumbing.
4: Yeah, that's a good one too. I'm not going to lie. That's <laughs> that is a good, is one, a good one. And in fact, I did, a, uh, uh, I did a project probably in elementary school on the history of the toilet, yeah. which was invented by someone named Sir Thomas Crapper. And uh, <laughs> that, that was that's why I call it the Crapper. Oh, that's amazing. Wait, you're
2: being serious? <laughs>
4: I am being serious.
2: Okay. All right. Well, that's little's information <laughs> for life because I did not know that. So I was almost going to give you a. a the podcast
4: will correct that, but that's what I remember from my elementary. Oh, story.
2: Bobby will let us know. Don't you worry. Bobby <laughs> Gottfried will oh. chime in for sure.
4: A trivia master.
2: Yeah. It's absolutely. Amazing. So, well, listen. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Loyal Little's podcast. Now, is there anything we can plug for you? Anything? How can we get in touch with you?
4: I'm on Twitter at natsguydc, which actually was my name for this Berserker League, but they basically rejected me and said that's <laughs> not a an original enough name. And what? I'm like, Sorry, it's my Twitter handle. So, yeah, that's basically it. I'm on Twitter.
2: What is your Berserker League name? DC. So, if we want to follow you there,
4: well, decided to change my team name to Always Over. Okay, oh, guess what that is? Yeah. So my wife is always under, but I'm always over. Interesting. Um, and then somebody called me fresh meat and said, there's a couple fresh meat in the league. So I just said fresh meat too. <laughs> that's what I put my, my discord name for them. Excellent. Um,
2: that's, that's good. That's excellent. All right. Well, yes. as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. And since we already know over or under, how about pineapple on your pizza? Yay or nay?
4: Ooh. yay i'm a vegetarian yay. so I wouldn't, oh. eat, I wouldn't eat cheese and i wouldn't eat pineapple and pepperoni but i'd be more than happy with any veggie pizza with pineapple to it just adds a nice little bit of sweetness and yes. like kind of the crispness if it's not overcooked yes get a little crisp i Thank think i just you. threw up in
2: my mouth a little bit i like to put this a little over. garlic on this it. interview is over <laughs> 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 no that's great well thanks again maurice we really appreciate the time
4: yes and you know what you can you can call me mo now oh, oh littles great.
2: i just got a little yes. warm inside there we go well thanks again mo and we'll see <laughs> you around and good luck with the berserkily you're gonna need it i think because i uh, think everyone thanks. needs but, it. but good I on do. you for sticking with it because we yeah. chickened out so I- uh, <laughs> all right all you loyal littles we'll be right back
4: you're listening to the loyal littles podcast on the WTSC podcast network
2: Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Thank you, Maurice. I mean, Roxy, those stories. Now, I know we say that every freaking time. Mm -hmm. But this time, I mean, that form. The form was just beautiful.
0: Impeccable. What did
2: you say, Beautiful. 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 There it is. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what that form was, and we had so many other topics we could have gotten to. It was just jam packed, and we're
0: we'll just have to have them back.
2: We're gonna have to have them back, so we need to figure out a way to do that. I mean, I don't know. I was I've been thinking about it. We've been thinking about it. I guess my point is, we needed a new we, we needed a new segment, and we, we needed like a name for it.
0: Freshen up the podcast a little so bit. So
2: please forgive us for our unoriginality, but we came up with a new segment, and we're gonna call it Five Great Minutes. Ah. See what we did there? So we would like to get this off the ground here and running right away. So we are going to do that today. We're premiering our five great minute segment. So please welcome back to the podcast, Bob Walsh. Hey, Bob, how's it going?
1: Hey, Chuck. Hey, Roxy. How are you guys doing?
0: We're, we're good. We're good. It's
2: yeah. so good to hear you. Now, it's been a while. Now, I believe Roxy did some homework on this April 3rd. Yep. That's when we did your interview way back when. So it's been five months since we've even talked to you. And well, actually, that's not true.
0: That's not true. That's not
2: true. And I am sorry for that. But that was all on your daughter. (laughs) Now, Littles, I don't know this. It was August 7th, right? Yep. (laughs) I came back to Hurley's on Summer of Littles 3.1. And Maeve thought it would be a good idea at like 1130 to call her parents to say, hey, what's up? I believe you were in bed.
1: I I believe we were. Yeah. She
0: FaceTimed you. She
2: FaceTimed you. So we actually got to see you. Yep. And your lovely wife in bed uh, <laughs> <laughs> as funny as that sounds but yeah and you picked up that was great because you as a parent you're probably like oh my god what's going on what's wrong you know well, uh, that's I don't know.
4: exactly right right that's
2: exactly correct <laughs> and there's chuck on your screen <laughs> that's right <laughs> and roxy i'm not taking all the blame uh, for this the roxy. Things
0: nightmares are made of <laughs> so
2: all right so technically we have spoken to you since april 3rd but what's been going on how's everything going
1: Everything has been going great. We've uh, had a very, uh, I think, successful Summer of Littles event. Yes. Uh, I'm going to cut you uh, off.
2: And- uh, hold on. Thank you for that.
0: It was extremely successful. It was extremely
2: successful. All the hard work you did. And I, we said thank you that night, I'm sure. But seriously, it was our first ever event, Littles event. We've never been to a jingle fest. We've never done anything like that. We have never got to chatter. We never went to trivia. Nothing. So for us, it was so amazing. So thank you, thank you,
1: thank you. Well, like I said, it, I get way more out of it than i put into it so that let me just start, start that way and yeah. and this was a tremendous amount of fun because constructing the website meant i had a lot of interaction with a, a lot of different people just in terms of setting up uh, hosts and making sure that I understood what the venues were. And then we had people who wanted to participate but couldn't, which is where the idea for the virtual came out of. And so it it was a tremendous experience for me. And although I know that I haven't, with that one exception, haven't talked to you since April 3rd, (laughs) 3rd, the fact of the matter is, is that, you guys were so involved in this. It felt like we were talking on a regular basis. Yeah, uh, that's e- true. Even though by text and by uh, email by tweet and, and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So sure. no, you And you guys were spectacular and just so supportive. And, and I'm really grateful. And I'm sure that there are lots of folks out there that feel the same way. Uh,
2: well, that's it's our pleasure. And that's what we're here for. It was so, so much fun. Yep. So <laughs> speaking of this website, I mean, that's yep. a, such a great segue because that's one of the things you wanted to come on and talk about here. So let's get right yep. into that
1: yeah so the website's paid for and so it's sort of sitting there uh, not doing anything i mean i put up an album of pictures from all of the various venues which was just very exciting and and uh just some really just spectacular pictures but i started thinking about what to do with this website besides just sort of putting this album up and it occurred to me that we could do something a little bit different again sort of the heart of summer of littles is the notion of helping or encouraging littles to get together in person and so if you go to the website now what you'll see basically is that on the home page there's a save the date for next year which is going to be august 6th of 2022 and then there are basically a little bit of an explanation as to what summer littles is and then there is a little advert for a new page on the website called Random Gathering. And the nice. notion behind Random Gatherings basically is is that if you're somebody who really doesn't want to be named and travels all over the country and, you know, would like to <laughs> meet up at a particular place. I just you know, got that. I'm so sorry. Right. Still not saying or, her name, though. Right, yeah, I didn't say her name. Nope. Uh, or, you know, if you're just interested in trying to get together some people that uh, that you met at either Jingle Fest or uh, Summer Littles, if you'll email me, the summerlittles2 at gmail.com. Give me the details, and we're going to put it up on a separate page on the website we're going to call Random Gatherings.
2: Mm. Oh, my gosh. That's such a so
0: great So for throughout idea. the rest of the year.
1: Well, you guys keep talking about Hurley's, right? Yeah. And, you know, well, we got to get, you know, we'll have to get together at Hurley's again. And I I was thinking, I said, well, you know, why don't we set it up so that I can actually tell people who are that's looking, brilliant, you yeah. know, that they're going to do do Hurley's. And, I mean, I see
2: um, I see many a holiday parties coming soon.
1: Oh, yeah. That would, oh, that would right? be awesome. I, yeah. I not thought about that. Secret, Secret Santa? Come on. The, the ideas are endless,
2: Littles. Yes. Let's
1: this get on great. this.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: And oh, so, okay, this is great. And it's funny because you say Hurley's, and I'm, I'm a bi- obviously a big supporter of Hurley's. We love Hurley's. Yeah. We've been going to Hurley's. They're very supportive of the artists for all the Broadway shows right around the, the bar. But I literally am like four or five doors down from The Palm, where my theater is. Yes. And how we didn't think to do our gathering at The Palm, <laughs> I'll never live that down. But Hurley's is great. But wherever, yeah. we, we decide. But anyway, go ahead. Wherever
1: we decide. Yeah. No, no, and I was going to say is, and Sally and I are going to kick this off. We're going to get together on Saturday, October 16th, Sully and I are going to a Treehouse Brewery in Charlton, Massachusetts, ostensibly because we're getting milk stouts for KJ. But so that any folks who are in the uh, in the area who want to join us and, and have a drink uh, at Treehouse, we're going to be there and uh, it'll that'll be a good kickoff to the uh, for the random gathering.
2: Wow, that's great. And how can they find all this information?
1: So it's up on the website right now. Please check it out and join us if you're available.
2: Wow, that's really great.
1: So that's sort of what's been going on. Like I said, really good turnout, very, uh, very excited about how things happen. And so sort of a little bit of a redesign and repurposing of the website, at least until uh, next April when we uh, start recruiting hosts and whatnot again. Amazing. And the last thing is, is that we put, I put up on the website was I, I called all the pictures. And so now there are three albums, one for each of the Summer of Littles that we've had. So you can take a look and see how it's grown and
2: see how people have aged. Is that what you really? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Bob, that's awesome. this is amazing, and what a great way for us to kick off this new segment, Five Great Minutes, mm-hmm. with this new great idea for the website. Yeah. I mean, this is amazing, and so we just threw out some random ideas out there. I'm sure littles out there have even better ideas, but yeah, like I said, I see some holiday parties maybe with some little Secret Santa, and maybe, maybe in the future, not this year, obviously, maybe next year we'll do some maybe fantasy draft parties or something, because that's sounds been amazing good. too, so wow. That sounds great. Well, Bob, this has been great catching up. We really appreciate the time. So good to hear your voice. really is. Thanks. Thanks so much. And and hopefully someday we'll get to meet you in person. That would be nice. Well,
1: that'll be sooner rather than later. Oh, good. Good. But, you know, can I just throw in one more thing sure because, and again this is a story i've told before but you guys have been talking about baseball stuff <laughs> and all kinds of you know your first this who got you know all that and i've done a, a bunch of stuff my dad took me when i was three to a game at the polo ground so that i could say that i actually saw a game at the polo ground so i've done a lot of those little things but probably my favorite baseball story involves my son and i think i might have mentioned this at one point in time my son was ill for a little bit and so we got to do a lot of different things that's how we met Scott got organic, in fact. Hmm. And Bobby came home one day with a brochure, very excited because there was going to be an All-Star game being played by a bunch of former Major League All-Stars who were going to play a group of folks from ESPN for a charity game for our hospital. And so he brought this brochure home and Scott says that I can throw out the first pitch. And that was so I was very excited about that in general. But then I looked at the brochure and there were names I recognized, but the manager of the All-Star team was Brooks Robinson. And I went berserk because as much as a Yankee fan as I was back in the day, Brooks Robinson, best third baseman ever. And so I went nuts. And my wife was looking at me. She's saying, who? And I said, (laughs) Brooks Robinson. And she said, who's Brooks Robinson? And I said, he's only the greatest third baseman ever lived. And she's like, and she gave me one of those sort of things that she does when i'm talking about baseball and yeah, the old astronomia. god 360 we call it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah um so we went out to this charity game and bobby throws out the first pitch and connie and myself and at that time trio's not around so it's the three older girls were standing on the infield watching him and jerry moses is actually the catcher he catches bobby's ball and comes out and brooks robinson comes out of the dugout and as bobby's coming to us and he Reaches out and shakes Bobby's hands, introduces himself to, to Bobby, and then uh, looks at the three girls and said, who are these three? And Bobby says, they're my sisters. And Robinson says, and I, I'm not going to do the Southern accent very well, but he says, how did you girls get to be so pretty? And then he looks at Connie and says, must be they take after their mama.
0: Aww suddenly and
2: brooks robinson is the greatest baseball player that's
1: and well she's not, <laughs> she knows she knows who he is now yeah, yeah exactly yeah. right <laughs> that's exactly right
2: oh my gosh bob thank you so much for taking the time and coming on that's that's so great
1: hey thank you again you guys have been so amazingly supportive with your little commercials and everything the event would not have been what it was without your help and so thank you for for everything that you've done oh that's oh, very great. sweet
2: all right. We'll talk soon again. I'm sure. All right. Take care, Bob. Thank you. All right, Roxy. So good to hear his voice. I know that was a little more than five minutes, five great minutes, mm-hmm. but totally worth it. And understandably, because it was our first one.
0: Five great minutes plus.
2: Five great minutes plus And so worth it because what a great idea with the website. Yeah. Perfect idea. Yeah. That
0: so, would be so fun.
2: Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with Bob if you want to do a gathering and put it on the website.
0: The email address is summeroflittles2, that's the number two, at gmail.com.
2: And what's the website if you want to go check it out and check out all those great pictures you just posted?
0: summeroflittles.com. I
2: love the way you say that. And most importantly, how can everyone get in touch with us? Because we have to get out of here already.
0: Well, you can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast.
2: And don't forget, head on over to iTunes and give us a rate and review. I mean, I guess I'll throw it out there, even if there's, if it's something negative. That's fine. Tell us what we can do better. I mean, we'd prefer if you email that to us than put put it on our review. (laughs) But we understand, you know, we're we're always looking to improve. We hope you're going to enjoy the five great minutes segments because we're going to revisit some really great interviews from the past year, almost year. This is crazy. We're almost at a year, Roxy. Wow. Wow unbelievable are we crazy well i'm i'm the crazy one i think (laughs) you're the sane one at least you've been keeping me sane and real quickly thank you maurice werner for coming on as our meet the littles guest this week and sully from boston kate milan and patrick smith for our bumpers this week
0: and as always don't forget if you're out shopping online tonight
2: see we're always mixing it up use
0: the
4: code people
0: just use it
4: so this was stupid
3: doing time now, baby. Come on, lock the door. I hear my mama calling, but mama, don't you pound you know I must believe him. The time is wrong now. Time is wrong now. Know we are the shakers? Once ones without shame. Know we are the tailless, once with all the might. Set sad. And I my mama come.
0: This podcast is produced by the wtfc podcast network and edited by lewis b croco and the loyal littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by eric lonergan
3: oh yeah